Hello and welcome to the State of the Fleet Industry, a weekly video series produced by Automotive Fleet Magazine. I'm Mike Antich, editor of Automotive Fleet, and today I'd like to examine what's occurring in the fleet industry for the week of February 13, 2023. And for this week's episode, I would like to discuss what I learned during my recent attendance at the 2023 Geotab Connect Conference, which was just held last February 5th through 8th in Orlando, Florida. And the conference was a huge success with more than 1,700 fleet professionals in attendance. But one thing that was very noticeable about the 2023 conference was the increased number of fleet managers in attendance. And I had an opportunity to speak with most of the fleet managers there, and every one of them gave the conference a thumbs up. And my prediction is if Geotab can maintain this momentum and keep the event in the February timeframe, the Geotab Connect conference has a real potential of becoming an institutionalized, must-attend fleet industry event, the same as the annual conferences produced by NTEA WorkTruck, NAFA, and AFLA. And another noteworthy takeaway was the sheer volume of informative presentations that were given at the conference. I mean, I counted over 90 sessions, and I know the amount of work that goes into producing an educational agenda of this size, and I tip my hat to the conference organizers. It was a phenomenal job. And the opening keynote speaker was Geotab founder Neil Cause, who spoke in detail about the evolution of telematics from dots on a map technology to one that is now vehicle-centric, driver-centric, and operation-centric. And Neil was followed by Sabina Martin, Geotab's Associate VP of Product Development, who spoke about Geotab's roadmap to evolve into an AI, artificial intelligence, and AI-enabled platform that will be hardware agnostic. And in addition to the Geotab presenters, and there were many of them, there were prominent OEMs who spoke at the event, such as Ed Pieper, US VP of General Motors, Brandon Blummer of Rivion, and Gagan Mann, VP of Digital Fleet and Services for Stellantis. And one of the interesting topics during this presentation was the discussion about software defined vehicles that can be updated with over-the-air downloads that will accelerate the introduction of new products into the fleet market and introduce new features such as expansion of assisted driving features. The vision is that the intelligent software that's being developed today for tomorrow's vehicles will have self-learning capabilities that will adapt to a driver's needs. And this will be revolutionary in so many respects. And another very interesting session at the Geotab Connect conference dealt with the right to repair legislation at both the state and federal levels. In fact, I'd like to discuss this session in more detail because the day after the Geotab Connect conference on February 9th, U.S. Representative Neil Dunn of Florida introduced a bipartisan bill that will mandate that vehicle owners and independent repair shops have the same, the same access to the tools and data as do automakers and their franchise dealers. And not only is it a question of who can access the vehicle data, but at the heart of the discussion is who owns the data that's generated by the vehicle. And this isn't a new topic, but... The question of who owns the vehicle data will have a profound impact on the future direction of the automotive repair industry and by default the fleet management and maintenance industries. And like I said, this isn't a new topic. In fact, years earlier, I attended a conference that featured a keynote presentation by Bob White, who is the president of Fleet and Mobility at Holman. And at the conclusion of his presentation, Bob asked the audience if there were any questions. And of course, no one wanted to be the first one to ask the question. So Bob looked down at me sitting in the front row and said, 
Mike, you always have a question. What's on your mind? My question didn't address the topic of the presentation, but what came to my mind was to ask Bob how he thought the question of who owns the vehicle data will be resolved. And he answered by saying he didn't know how it would be resolved, but was confident that it would be resolved in the courts. Now, this was many years ago, and this was just an emerging topic of conversation, and Bob was the very first person I know that brought the judicial aspect to this. And I totally agree. This question is of such monumental impact to the industry, to the automotive industry, to the fleet industry, to the repair industry. And it's a question with diametrically opposite viewpoints. And I could foresee this issue ultimately percolating all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court for a final deliberation. And at the moment, only the Commonwealth of Massachusetts has passed the right to repair legislation, which occurred in 2013. And later in the 2020 general election in Massachusetts, more than 70% of the state voters approved expanding the state's existing right to repair law that was passed earlier, as I said, in 2013. The 2020 measure, known as the data access law, requires automakers who sell, in, sell vehicles in Massachusetts with telematic systems to equip them with a standardized open access data system. So an open access data system, that doesn't exist. Someone would have to develop this. But what it means is that it would give wireless access to real-time digital data from the telematics system to vehicle owners. And by vehicle owners, I mean fleets, fleet management companies, along with independent repair shops. And in the case of our industry, those that are in national account fleet programs. And this would be the same data that's available to the OEMs and their franchise dealers. This would be a first. But... This law is currently being litigated following a lawsuit by the Alliance of Automotive Innovation, which is a consortium of automotive manufacturers. In fact, it's the world's largest such consortium. One reason for the lawsuit, which advocates a more restrictive approach to vehicle data access, is in the name of cybersecurity, and rightly so. And according to the lawsuit, an open access system would increase the risk to criminals to gain access into crucial software that controls critical functions of an automobile to create malicious hacks. And the auto manufacturers who filed the lawsuit argue that the Massachusetts law makes it extremely difficult for them to secure digital data from these hackers who potentially would have open access to the system. Plus, it would allow scoff laws to easily disconnect functions that they didn't like, such as the vehicle emission control system. And other reasons cited in the lawsuit include risk to vehicle safety and unrealistic compliance requirements and deadlines being mandated on the OEMs. But the automotive OEMs see a new business model emerging that will allow them to monetize the data generated by connected vehicles. And the harvesting of this vehicle data promises to be a major revenue channel. And the research company McKinsey sees the monetization of vehicle-generated data reaching $450 billion to $750 billion globally by 2030. And this will have major positive ramifications on the types of services and data offered to fleet. So what does the future hold? Well, early in my career, an executive at a major fleet management company told me that if I wanted to understand the future of fleet, I shouldn't look within fleet but rather I should look outside a fleet. So in the context of this discussion, let's ask ourselves, 
what is happening outside of fleet that could have an influence on the fleet market in terms of data access. And one interesting area to watch is what's happening in the smartphone market where similar right to repair lawsuits are occurring. For example, in 2008, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled in favor of a class action lawsuit that forced mobile phone operators to unlock cell phones. And this decision emboldened right to repair advocacy groups who pushed the cell phone manufacturers to allow users to perform self-repairs on their phones. And recently, in April of 2022, Apple launched such a program. Apple launched a program called Self-Service Repair, allowing users to buy parts online for certain iPhones and certain laptops so they can conduct their own repairs. And just two months ago, in December of 2022, Apple began letting customers in eight European countries repair their own devices. And as part of the program, a customer can rent a repair toolkit for about $63, buy individual parts, and receive how-to online tutorials from Apple on how to make the self-repairs. And here's another example, and this one coming out of the agricultural industry. In January of this year, 2023, John Deere reversed its longtime policy about self-repair and signed a memorandum of understanding with the American Farm Bureau Federation to allow farmers the right to repair their equipment rather than forcing them to have an authorized dealer perform the work. Again, look outside of fleet to see how fleet might change. And the world around us is changing. So with this as my final observation, I would like to conclude my State of the Fleet Industry presentation for the week of February 13th, 2023, and I'd like to thank you for watching.